You know, however, sometimes, sometimes after the shir, I have to think very hard about what, what kind of title can really capture what the shir is. Because for those that aren't in shir, and then you want someone to join you, it's just the way it works, that a title will, will grab you, or it'll say, not, not so much for me. This is a very, very easy one, what the title is. It's very easy, it's not complicated. It's very simple. And the title of, of, of this year today is When Will I Get My Act Together? Or When Will I Decide to Get My Act Together? Some of these diary entries have not been that... Uh, they're all, they've all been very personal. Very. But, but this one is, is almost like... <clears throat> while you're reading it, you're like, Are you sure you want me to read this? Like, is it okay to be inside here? Is it, is it okay to come inside your bedroom of your mind? Because this is very, very prati, very personal, very private. Now, personally speaking, as someone who's approaching his 40th, um, it, it, it's actually stirring me up tremendously. This is a very famous piece. Um, that Pieces of it have been extracted and uh, been, been learned all over in different formats. Uh, but these words of the Piyasetzner, even though it's him approaching his 40th birthday, is shayach to any person at any given time who chooses to be awake and to wake up and to be alive. Mamash, mamash pashut. So let's go, shlav by shlav. Baruch Hashem. Nichnasti kvar bishnata arbaim Baruch Hashem. I just went into the 40th year of my life. Oh, so this is when, when is this? If this is the 40th year of his life, what year would this be, more or less? <coughs> this would be um, mid-20, uh, late 20s, 28. right? Huh? 28. 28, yeah. This is one of the earlier uh, inserts into the, entries into the diary. Right. He says, Baruch Hashem, I already got into my 40th year of my life. Ube'od, uh, meaning, sorry, he's 39, 40th year. Ube'od eze chodashim, im Hashem ben arba'im shlemim. In a few months, I'll be a full 40 years of age. Zotomeret, now don't get depressed, anybody. Shekvar yatchilu hayemei hayerida shali. Kvar atchilu yizdaken. That means, okay, so what's approaching? Like if up until then we're growing older, then you kind of feel like, okay, now, now after, because back then, what was the average age? It's lower than it is now. Really? Even, really? 80? Then? I, I, thought, I thought younger. No? Less, yeah. I thought like 60, like mid-60s. Although, according to him, he's saying, so he envisioned it to be 80. Hashem Yishmur. Hashem Yishmur. How old was the Rebbe when he was killed? 58? Mm-hmm. 58. So he was in the 30s. It's, uh, 39. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying throughout his 30s, it's she, uh, Shloshim Lukvura. So he's, he's in his prime. I'm not freaking out from the fact that I'm becoming old. That's not what worries me. It's not old age that I'm worried about. That was just the way human nature. I was created like this. 
רק מין דלות שנתיים, but from the, from the dullness, from the, from the, אני אגיד דלות, from the... I'm scared of the poorness of my years. Dalut Shnotai. Now, the Rebbe is saying about himself, my own years that have passed with, like, with, with poor quality. Sheavru beovrot bedalut berekut, beshiflut bekatnut. He's not trying to be unav here. He's saying exactly how he feels. For, his, for whatever his experience was of life, in comparison to what he believes and knows he could get to, for him... The quality of life was <clears throat> very, very poor in, in, in what he could be. You know, that, that's what kills us. It's, it's like when we get glimpses, when someone looks at us, a real friend looks at us, and he looks at us with eyes of what we can be, and we see where we're at, that's, that's hard to swallow. Even if you're doing a lot of good things in the world, that's important to remember. We're not speaking about someone that's stuck in the world of sin. We could be speaking about someone that's very, very holy. However, for them... For what they came to the world to come and do, it's not to just be holy. It's to go, it's to do something gewalt, gewalt, gewalt. Something tremendous that has to do with their shorish nisham, with their root of the soul. The Rebbe is not saying over here, I'm looking at my ears and I'm like, I can't believe how many of ears I've, 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 I've brought inside. Zelozen. He's looking at his life and he's saying, you know, you have to understand, this, this, this yid became a Rebbe at a young age. He has hundreds of Talmudim, he's a Rosh Yeshiva here. Das Moshe, the second largest yeshiva in Poland after, after Yeshiva's Chachmei Lublin. He, he's, he's a master in so many different worlds. And he's saying about himself. Because you know why? Because Hashem was constantly giving him glimpses of who he could be. And he was getting closer and closer, but in comparison to what he knows he could and achieve, that, that's what scared him. He channeled Rav Zizia. And they're going to ask him, why weren't you Zusha? Yeah. Hoi ben adam, ben adam. Hayamim shecha kvar avru. Your days have passed already. Your days have passed. Verak sheyemei ha-yerida. Hainu ha-gviya matchelet becha. Nizkarta la-shuvah. When did you remember to try to do tshuva? When you start to get a sense of, oh, now uh, life isn't forever. Death is imminent. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I hope that wasn't your alarm clock to wake you up. Because <laughs> 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 we say we'll be... I got up at 5.45. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I went to bed at 2. So. Adar, guys, it's Adar. You can't, you know... <laughs> this is interesting because you normally think when Yitzhar comes, so the, so the second thing you do is you think about, you know, if I'm going to pass away. So here there's, there's, there's an in your, even when you think about your potential, to say what will be, you know, at the end. Right. It should be a big driver. Right. Right. Nachon. And the Rebbe continues. Am I now secure? Am I now? Do I now have like certainty with myself? Like, do I have certainty with myself in what? 
that I'm going to get my act together? Like, no, I have this wake-up call, I'm turning 40, and now it's clear to me, oh my God, I can't just continue wasting my life. But even with this, this current wake-up call, can I trust it that this is going to actually get my act together? And I can bank on this call? You know, we, we, we have these in life, quite often these moments of like, oh my God, life's not forever, I better get my act together. Unfortunately, when do they usually happen? When you go to funerals and you hear us bathing. It's unfortunately the way it is. When you hear eulogies. I told you about that but a few months ago when some guy came over to my house and right after we were at a funeral, you know, person from the frat, probably in the 60s, he freaked out. He went to a funeral and he heard a eulogy and then he freaked out that he, he felt that... Um, that uh, he had an epiphany that people are going to stand up at his funeral and no one's going to have anything good to say about him. So he asked who he see, so he started telling me some nice things that he did in the world, so at least I'll know someone will say something good about him. Wow. Mamish. Wow. Wow. So is the Rebbe having like a midlife crisis? <laughs> That's what the modern world would call him. Right. That's a, I don't know, when you hear those words, midlife crisis, right. it's usually... I didn't make enough money or, you know, those kind of things. Midlife, you know. What's a, what's a better word for midlife crisis when it's neshama talk? Hear her truth. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> big time. Big time. But again, the hear her truth, usually when we speak, hear her truth is like, I got to get back together, I got to stop sinning. It's not, it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, I got I to gotta reconnect to my dreams and what I, I believe Hashem dreams about me. And all the thoughts and dreams that Hashem had when He created me. By the way, that's a higher hear her tshuva than just having a hear her tshuva of, <clears throat> I, I hope I stop sinning. It's much higher. So is He feeling like there's so much more to accomplish that I didn't accomplish? One million percent. And, and I see the times running out. One, I think, one million percent. Also the Rebbe, like, one of His main things was to just be very present and conscious and not let time pass right. with, like, without being... Like making the most of every moment. Right. I think that maybe he's sitting here and he's looking back and he's thinking just about how quickly time passed and how much time passed. And, and he's doing an accounting of like, wow, 40 years, how much time is that? And what did I really accomplish in 40 years? Right. Like, he's just, it's not a, I don't think it's a necessarily an issue of chuba or anything like that. It's just an issue of his avoda. But that's chuba. Yeah, of course. But. That's Not what I'm trying to say to him. No, but that's what I'm trying to say is that we have to, we need to. But the tikkun is, is that we refer to what you described as tshuva. Not just, I, I did a veras, I'm going to stop, I'm going to do a tshuva. That's exactly the point. Is that his cheshbon nefesh of, of time is tshuva. Okay. Again, I'm now confident with myself. How many times did I have these moments of now I'm going to get my act together? How did it end up? Like snow on a harvest day that just goes and, uh, and, and melts away. It's amazing. What an, what an, what an imagery he has, huh? Bar Mitzvah, you know, like all of us, obviously, when we were 12, we were like, we're going to do a Siyam Shas, right? No, I'm kidding, but, you know, but although we're going to learn all those Sfarim that, you know, my parents' friends bought me for the Bar Mitzvah. None of you had that? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. Kodem Achatuna, oh, then for sure, for my wedding, oh, now I'm going to get my act together. 
Now I'm definitely going to grab on, because now, now I have to, now it's serious time, right? <laughs> During these monumental times in life, I felt such a hischas, because I felt I was in awe of the moment of the next shlav in life. And then I said, There's no way I have to be now a faithful servant to Hashem. Only to Him. And you know, 40, it happens to always be a, an age. It's interesting that also in the modern world, it's like, oh, he's turning 40. 40 is like the, this like game changer, right? But why is it that by Yidin, 40 is a very big number about getting our acts together? It's because of Rabbi Akiva. So that, that plays a very big role. I know I'm banking on it very much that I'm finally going to get my act together. I've been, since I'm 37, I've been eyeing 40 to like, <laughs> then I'll start to learn. Then I'll start to, do, you know. But he's saying over here, and I'm wondering, I'm going to turn 40. And will all these, you know, he's looking at it from like, before, he's like changing position of view. He's like, before he's saying I'm looking back, right? Now I'm looking forward, but with the, with the memory of what I did in the past, when I had visions of what's going to be and nothing really changed in my life. So he's wondering. That, that's what he's scared of. He's scared of, will I completely let loose, will I completely disconnect from this year that I have when I'm standing before the fact? Because in the past, when I had these moments that I thought my life was going to change, they didn't really end up, it wasn't everlasting. It didn't last. Ha <laughs> Saying it's so sad. He's like the the, the prayer, the, the fear together with the with the hope. Well, maybe God forbid, completely just blow away. Vanish without a trace. Vanish without a trace. Yeah. <clears throat> I will not despair now. And the fact that my heart is is shaking in front of the concept of that I will be turning 40. That's a terminology that my, uh, my limbs will now uh, start, you know, to nakshan. Uh, They'll start to... Uh, no. Yeah. He's saying, I'm not going to freak out from this. I'm not freaking out. Who did I speak to recently? That I, their, their approach to death was really, like, not scary. At all, at all, at all. Takazinski, in Geshar Chaim, the beginning of Geshar Chaim, he writes, he summarizes, the entire experience of his father passing away mm. and how he just lay down and he said at one point you can't touch me anymore wow. and he's wow. just completely goes conscious. It was just, wow. Just that's, that's really, that's really high. So I have to remember what I, I was very jealous of this person that wasn't trying to put on a show but they really were actually looking forward to this next transition in life. His great, great, great analogy, he said, you know, in this world, it's like you're two, two twins in a womb. And the first one leaves, and the one who's left in the womb is just crying. He's completely bereft. My twin left me. 
But in the next world, everybody's clapping and happy and so on and so forth. Mm. So that's, 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 that's the analogy. Ramathan says it's like, I'm just walking from one, one, one to, to the next. The next. Yeah. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah, his description of death was also, <laughs> you know, and you, and you could think like, you could think like, really, you're, you're 38, you, you have a few little kids, like, no, truth is he had grandkids by then, I think, because his kids also got married very young, although he buried most of his children in his lifetime, with Nachman. I will try now, however much I can. Even though, yeah, I do have this like sense of will this last? I'm gonna. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna do whatever I can right now to miskasha, to connect myself, to tie myself to some, to weave myself in to a kesha shel kaima. Now, this language of kesha shel kaima. It's very interesting because when it comes to Hilchos, the, the, the Malachas of Kosher and Shabbos, you know that when, it, when you have to be over the Malacha of Kosher, it has to be a Kesher Shel Kaima. That means it has to be a, like, to tie a... What's that? It, it's got to be like a... Well, not, not permanent, meaning not permanent and, and in the sense that, of... It, that, that by tying it, it has a, a positive use. You're tying it for the use of it being tied. Right. Permanent, meaning permanent means you can't... You can't it doesn't mean that it means that like that's why even people the way they tie their gartel on Shabbos has to be you know it has to be different than that you tie it during the week the the, the kesha of it kesha shalkaima means that there's it's it's for real and it, hopefully it's permanent meaning bezrat Hashem it's permanent bechulei ha'ivulai that's a phrase from the from the Gemara bechulei ha'ivulai how would you say that in English um, alavai alavai should be a Kesha that actually lasts. But now he goes even deeper. What should I take on now to learn more? Well, what is it? I don't really, like, doesn't, he's, he's being very, look, he's, he's not trying to impress anybody. It's a diary, right? He's saying, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. It's not like I have, I necessarily have to take on more learning. I'm pretty much utilizing all my time properly. Should I distance myself from taivas? If my Yetzer isn't fooling me, there's no physical lust that I'm, God forbid, enslaved to. So what am I lacking? Pashut liyot yehudi chaserli. Pashut liyot yehudi. Just to be a yid, that's what's lacking. Pintal yid. Like, he's in the limelight, he wants to just... Wants to be a yid. It's in the corner himself. My ignorance, like, like, so what does that mean? Meaning, uh, it's, it's very nice and it's, it sounds very special and holy, but practically, what does that mean? Because to you, what would it mean to become a yid? To, to, to kill my taivas, to learn, to do all the things that he's doing already. Exactly. Is he talking about more obvious Yisrael? I just say, what does it practically mean? Before we answer it, let's learn two more lines, okay, and, then, okay. and then we'll give it a shot. Because okay. he kind of gives a little uh, interesting description, but it's a very good shayla. Okay. It sounds awesome. Give up. Dome ani be'enai ketzurat adam The image I have of myself is like 
This is what I see when I look at myself. Shakolba, everything is in me, Hagvanim, Hatsura, the colors, the shades, the shapes of a person. Rak achat chasera. There's only one thing lacking. Haneshama chasera. There's only one thing lacking from this picture of me. What's that? The soul. And this is a person that just said, Taivas are not really my problem. And I learn more or less, or I'm, I'm busy with holiness and holy things morning to night. And then he says, that's all there. Those are all part of the colors, the, the shades, the, the structure of who I see when I envision myself. But the one thing that's lacking is the neshama. And he's saying this about himself. So what now? What do you, what do you think he means now when he, when he says to be a yid? Chibu. Uh, what? Chibu. Chibu between what? taking everything you're doing practically and actually connecting with it. So that means that it wasn't connected to anything? <coughs> it was connected, but it was too busy in the Osek to... <coughs> <coughs> could be, could be, but what do you think? What do you think? Chaserah neshama. It's hard. It, it's not so Pashut. He said Pashut liyot yudi, but it's... Right. I think it connects to the rest of the Torah in the sense that if he's talking about how quickly time passed, that means he's having this kind of acknowledgement of maybe there was time that he allowed to pass without being consciously connected. And I think down here he's saying, look, I'm, go- I'm, I'm learning, I'm diving, I'm doing everything I need to do, but the moment I'm discon- like disconnected consciously to the fact that I'm doing these things, to bring Hashem's light into the world. I'm not davening to, to daven. I'm not learning to learn. I'm learning to bring Hashem's light into the world. I'm davening to bring Hashem's light into the world. That is the soul of the Jew. The soul of the Jew's purpose is to bring Hashem's light into the world. And he's saying, all this time passed, and I can't even believe it passed. I don't know where it went. And the only thing maybe I'm, which is a strange thing for him to say, but the only thing that maybe I'm lacking is that, that those times that passed, even though I was doing everything, I wasn't, open and present to that, that flow. That could be. I mean, we could do a little quick exercise. It's Thursday morning right now. How many, how many tefillahs, I'll say even harsher, how many times did we say brachas this week? How many brachas did we make this week? How many brachas approximately did we make this week since Sunday? It should be 100 a day. We should be around 500, but there's been a plenty of ashayatzers going on. You know, I think like we, could, we could easily say we're nearing more 600. I think we ate more than just one fruit a day. or you know, I think we definitely had birkas and lazans, some of us had birkas. We're probably nearing 650, 700 brachas this week, more or less, right? What should be, if I said 700 times, blessed are you, God? Every time you said atta, you should feel the... Like that you're standing mamish before the king. So maybe what he's saying is, how could it be that I did say God's name so many times, but when I look back at my week like we are right now, the week looks like, maybe there are moments where I felt like when I looked at myself, I saw a neshama in a body, but when I look back at the week, at my spiritual week, it looked like a body without a soul. Because we're so busy. Even if we're doing good Even things. If, is Amdafka talking about yeah. someone that's, that's in Baruch Hashem, involved in holiness. He's doing good things in the world. Absolutely. Pashut domen. Okay, so look at the bottom line. Ribbono shel olam. umabit kol ne'elam. Master of the world. The one who sees everything that's hidden. Lefanecha et vader milfanecha et chanan. Before you I confess, before you I beg. I'm, thro- I'm cast away 
and distanced from you, from, from you and from all your chambers very much, I'm distanced and I'm cast away. I want to convert and to now become a Jew. You know, you don't see this, you don't see this by any other tzaddikim, this, this level. I want to convert and I want to become a Jew. Ribono Shalaylam Hoshi'eni Shelo Avale Sherich Notai Ben Hamori Atonive Kalbi. It's distant. I don't think it, it's literal, I think he's saying. Please, Ribono Shalaylam, make sure I don't spend the rest of my life with my donkey, with my aton, with my other form of donkey, the Kalbi, and my dog. Karevoti Elecha, bring me close to you. Bahachni Saini Hechalifni Mechal. Bring me inside, chamber after chamber, inside, deeper and deeper. Connect me to you from now and forever from a place of archava, of, of, of widening, of, of making, making the world bigger for me to feel like it's, easy, it, it, it's possible to get closer and closer to you. This is... The 39-year-old Shapira's diary entry. I hate to say it like that, but I want to look at it like that for a second because that's how he looked at it. 39-year-old Shapira. 39-year-old Shapira. This is how he's looking at his life. So I know that most of us probably can't relate to this on the level of I also don't really have a Yetzer and I don't waste any of my time. But on the level of looking at the holy things that we are involved in, how much is it really me that's involved in them? And how much am I not, I gotta, I gotta run there, I gotta run there, I'm busy with... And obviously, like the way we have the phones, it's the worst, worst thing in the world for this kind of avoda of, of being present and being in the time. It's the worst thing in the world for it. Don't give me all the terutsim now that, oh, but there's so much good that happens with it and holiness and this and that. You could be sitting at a fabrengen and there could be the highest nigunim in the world. But because you have access right now to something that you may need to do, which you could do later, nothing will happen. But because you're a person that is a little bit whatever, OCD or whatever you need to go through right now, that can take you out of a moment of, li- of being alive. We see this all the time. We see this all the time. Rav Weinberger said, I heard him say recently, he was at a shiva, or he was at a funeral, and the grandfather, I don't know who it was, was sitting by during the eulogies on the, on the phone. I mean, it's, this becomes something that we're just, we're just so used to. The people here in shul sometimes, I, I can't believe it. We're davening chazer sashats, and it's the phone. And maybe it's, maybe it's actually like taking care of a mitzvah. I, I'm, I'm probably like, it's actually probably doing good things. But ezehu chacham hamakir et mekomo. Who's someone that's wise? Well, you know where you're at. There's a time and place for everything. So on, on a much you know, larger scale of looking at life, the scope of life, the Rebbe is saying, it's true, I'm going to my 40th year, and the world may label me a gewalt tzaddik. So why do I feel like my, that my time has just... So his thing is saying, what should I do now to get rid of this feeling? I have to convert. 
because that's all that's left for me. I have to become a Jew now. I know how to be a Jew. Now I have to become a Jew. So what would you label the Piasetzner's uh, definition of becoming a Jew? What, what would be your label in one, in one, one like, Being present. expression? Being present. What's your label of, of becoming a Jew? Being present. Being independently yet, like what he said. Becoming real. Becoming real. Yeah, becoming real. He, this, this is really cool because I think this is, this is the dilemma facing, facing us all. It's this, the rote and the ritual, the whole world of rote and ritual. You got that down. But that can trap you. And it tra- it, he's, so he's coming to, he's four years originally, and I got all the nuts and bolts. I got it all down. And everyone looks at me from the outside and says, I, this I got guy a wire. But inside, now, now what? I don't really know who I really am, what I'm supposed to be really doing. I don't know what my essence is. I don't know what my destiny is. I want to know who I am. Now I want to go. I, okay, I got the ritual down. Everything's cool. Okay. I'm not worried. I'm not going to stop the ritual. No, no. That's fine. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the package. But... It's more than the package. And the same thing with the phones. It's a ritual. It's a habit. It's a ritualistic thing that everyone's into. And it traps you. It, it traps you within the ritual. You, you have to be able to get out of that. And I think that's what he's, that's what he's, that's what he's doing. That's what he wants. Yeah. He yeah. uses this language that I'm a, I'm a complete human being, right? I'm, I'm formed. Like I'm waiting for God to breathe into me life. Right? I'm, just, I'm, I'm lying formed. here. I'm, all, I'm ready to go. I'm formed. I'm, I'm in the clay. I'm okay. I've done all this stuff. I've done the prep. But you can't. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm waiting for. It's amazing. This guy I know who I reconnected with, who he uh, he he left. He left Orthodox Judaism, and uh, one thing he said to me was. You know, when I when I was davening, he was he was deep into it. I mean, when I was davening, I felt like I was wasting my time. Right. And I think we all kind of, I assume we all feel like that sometimes. We're just in there and we feel like, like okay, I got this 30, 45 minutes, whatever it is. And then you start thinking about the end and like, you're not feeling it. Like, you're, wherever it is, you're just not feeling that, that closeness. And I think a lot of times when we're going through our Judaism, you know, I, I, that's what I'm feeling, the same, like, I want to feel it. I want to feel my nefesh. I want to feel I'm involved in these things, that I'm actually involved in something that is my purpose, that is engaging, right. that is bringing me, like, you know, like, it's what I should be doing. And a lot of times we feel like, I think, that we don't feel like it's what we should be doing, even though everyone tells us it's what we should be doing. Everyone tells us it's good for you. This is our purpose. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I don't always feel like that. And we invest a lot of time into it, mamash. We invest a lot of time in our days into keeping all these things. I, I would say, I mean, I've never, I've never met a convert in my life that, that said, I just can't wait to just eat kosher, that's what I want to do. I can't wait to just daven, that's what I'm looking to do. I can't wait to kosher my house for Pesach. That's, every convert that I've ever met that's in the inside is saying, I want to connect to Hashem. I want to connect to the God of Israel. I want to... That's what I want. That's what I want. And so I think when he's, maybe he's saying, like, I want to become a gear, I want to become a convert. He's not, he's saying, I don't want to just, I'm not, I want to connect to Hashem. And I understand that Hashem said, here's the framework. This is it. This is the framework. This is how I'm, this is what I'm telling you. This is how I'm telling you to connect to me. 
It's not about that. It's not about the framework. It's not about Shabbos. It's not about those things. It, I mean, that's the framework, so we right. have the framework, because that's what Hashem said, like, if you want to connect to me, here's yeah. how. That's why he uses the word convert. There's no other option. There's no right. right, and that's also like like it's also but it's also one more thing. None of us had to sign up. A ger has to sign up. You, you know, you and I, we didn't. A ger has to actually. When what happens when you have to sign up? Then it's like then it's on. Then you really are making it on you. You're really making it on you. Like I was thinking about like when Rav Weinberger made. Everyone sign when you become a member of his shul that you're not talking. Right, so what does that mean? What, what's that? And you know they really don't talk there. Anyone? Anyone spend Shabbos there? You, you were there, no? It's like a why? Because everyone itgayer on that level. Everyone did. And they, they made a choice. It's not because you're right. They made a choice. A lot of times. From Yid feels like I don't have a choice. What do you mean? I have, right. How can I, I, have, I can't just skip something until today. I can't just skip. Right. Right. You know, right. To, right. You know Shabbos. I gotta do it. Agar says, "I had a choice. This is what I chose. Yeah. This is what I chose. I'm standing firm with my choice. Like on that level. Like this is why the so many the Chassidish Rebbes say the Ishbitzer. A lot of the Tzaddikim say that this is why the parsha of giving of the Torah." It's called Parshat Yitro because that's what it really is about. That's what it really is about. It's about, yes, you were, you were born Jewish, but there was a time when you came to Har Sinai and you said, Nasa Benishma. Remember on Shabbos we were learning that the Machlokis Ramban and Rambam about what's the function of a Beis HaMikdash and, and, and according to the Ramban, a mishkan, a mikdash, is a is a tabernacle of testimony. Mishkan ha'edus. That what does it mean, mishkan ha'edus? That, you, that this place that you're walking into gives testimony that you that God spoke to you and that you said, "I'm signing up." That's what a shul, in essence, should should capture. So we have to just keep on going strong with these inyanim, and even if the whole world doesn't seem like that's what what the game is. When you hear words like this of the Piyasets and Rebbe saying, I want to convert, turning 40, we could, we could want to convert too. It's okay. Yes, I'll merely smoke. It's all good. All right. Yes, I'll